trend continues once again. Big Dog Ball Talk versus technology. Uh, Jordan, I think we're going to have to set up some kind of a celebrity boxing match. Uh, you and I versus uh, some kind of giant robot. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe something uh, kind of built uh, similar to that, that robot that shoots from half court yeah. uh, <laughs> over in Asia. I don't know exactly where it was. Uh, but we, they, they could make like just a punching machine and we could take it on two-on-one. I think it would be a fair fight, man versus machine. Because, uh, yeah. again, uh, for all of our Big Dog Ball Talk faithful out there, it's Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Fleagle, of course. But uh, another ruined morning interrupted uh because of technology uh new cell phone charger that i had just didn't want to didn't want to compute didn't want to do it overslept through the alarm missed the show uh jordan uh, was kind enough not to just run it on his own but once again here we are about it. battling battling against the elements jordan uh, i know i'm sick of it yeah yeah i was up bright and early matt Waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I, I told you. I, I, crack I texted you. I'll, myself and my sons, you know, we're never going to forget this. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I, but I, I'm over the betrayal now, Matt. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know it wasn't your fault, so uh, I'm, I'm rearing to go. Uh, we've got uh, lots to get to. Let's hope you never have sons either, because then my well, sons will have to bully your sons, and then it'll just be a whole clan war, and you don't want to get mixed up in that. No, I, I actually don't, no. Uh, but everybody, it's Big Dog Ball Talk here to recap the the week of uh, NBA action and uh, you know send you uh, into the weekend with something to digest, something to think about. And uh, someone who's really been thinking about uh, his team and his roster lately has been Kevin Durant. Uh, obviously, throughout the whole summer, uh, you know there was a, a lot of rumors of him wanting to be traded, requesting a trade formally. Uh, and now with all the Kyrie Irving uh, drama throughout the season, which we've touched on, if uh, you want to get our takes on that, uh, feel free to go back on only a few episodes before. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know Kyrie Irving slated to return Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies for the Brooklyn Nets, and Kevin Durant had some interesting things to say about the lineup before he was reinstated. Uh, you know, without Kyrie, he said, "Looking at our starting lineup: Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there, the <laughs> snake himself." But then, the, this is what I thought was more interesting, Jordan, uh, when actually talking about the trade itself, requesting it. When we're all playing like shit, you know the one person they're going to look at, and that's why I requested a trade. This, to me. It's the craziest part of it all because he's flat out saying that he can't be the guy. He doesn't want to be the, the main event. He doesn't want to be the star attraction. It's kind of everything that people have speculated since he joined Golden State in uh, 2017. Yeah. That he's kind of a coward and he's afraid <laughs> of uh, – he's, he's, he's like – He's like the uh, the opposite of uh, of Damian Lillard. He does not embrace the grind. He runs no. away from it any chance he gets. No, I mean, where, where, all, all, all the places he wanted to go. Remember, we were talking about it. You know, who was at the top of his list? Possibly like the Heat or the, the Suns. Suns. <laughs> places there. You know, number one. You know, when he when he had recorded or requested the trade, they had been you know number one in their their conferences the year before. And uh, yeah, I just don't yep, think yep. Uh, like. I don't know how you can say no disrespect and then just call out everyone uh, very specifically. <laughs> but And it's like, I, I, I don't know what he's trying to, like, say. I mean, you're, you're talking about Ed, Ed, Edmund Sumner. Like, he's still a young guy, like, trying to prove his, you know, and, and, and make his way in the league. It's not like he's some sort of, like, bust. Like, Royce O'Neal uh, has been on good teams over there with the Jazz. Mm-hmm. He's been part of very successful regular season teams. Joe Harris has missed time. You know, Claxton's still young. Like, I don't understand why he's, you know... Uh, I, I just don't understand how he thinks that'll be this will be good for you know the team in, in any sort of way like uh, or or why he thinks that he can deflect this yeah on those guys I know like it's not uh, like you're Kevin Durant like you're exactly what he's saying but he's just missing the point yes yes a hundred percent and uh, like yeah we do expect you to be good uh, you know as a team out there when there's a, a a guy like you who people you know people think of Kevin Durant as like a top 10 some people think of put him in their top 10 people put them put him mm-hmm. in their like top 15 maybe like at the you know the the lowest end and it's like yeah you should be able to uh you know we we're, we're always going to expect good things uh, out of teams led by players like you even if yeah it's kind of a yeah. subpar cast i mean look what lebron james has done for uh you know a good part of you know most of his career honestly uh you know dragging subpar teams way further than they should have gone and uh it's just it's just another sort of indication that kevin durant's just i, I don't know i don't think he's ever really been that good of a teammate and he always hides no. behind this this idea like i'm just a hooper all i do is ball and i'm like that is not true at all you'll fight with anyone <laughs> on social media like you like you even his one thing of like you know if anyone who knows me truly knows i just love to play basketball that's not true man like you, you always make yeah. it worse for yourself and you know like 
maybe that's why him and Kate uh, or uh, you know Katie and Kyrie got along and wanted to play together so badly. They're just two snakes, mm-hmm. uh, snakes in the grass. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's. I actually would like to formally make this statement uh, because if anyone who's listened to our all-time position rankings episode, uh, you know, I had Kevin Durant ranked above Larry Legend, Larry Bird. No. And I'd like I'd like to disavow that. Yes. Take formally, I'd like to disavow that take. Larry Bird, the greatest small forward ever, or our second greatest bus, yeah, small yeah. forward behind LeBron James to ever play the game. Uh, but ahead of Kevin Durant, because I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> uh, because again, when you look at it, yeah, he just doesn't doesn't want to take any responsibility. He doesn't want to like he he wants to be treated and praised as like the big, big the big dog of yeah. his team. He wants to be uh, you know talked about like one of the greatest of all time, but he doesn't actually want to put the work in to have the success team wise. He wants to have the team built around him. Yeah. He's essentially he's like I want to show up, have everything set up for me and I just want to, you know, do whatever I want and hopefully we win. And if it's not if we lose, then it's not on me. If we win, Praise but me, but he wants it both ways because he the part of the reason he wanted out of Golden State was because he you know it was like oh I, you know I won the two Finals MVPs I was the one who went toe to toe with LeBron but you all still love Steph what's going on like uh, he yeah. kind of wanted his own team but he doesn't want to work to like earn the respect of fans to have his own team so you like you can't have it both ways Kevin you can't like you know yeah join a, a you know the best regular season team we've ever yeah. seen who knocked you out in the playoffs the year before and then expect to be praised for you know doing good shit when yeah you joined a team that already had the pieces together like this was moving to brooklyn i i i always said it as soon as it happened was like the best setup to like end out his legacy that he could have done when it initially happened because he was joining a new franchise that you know had not been historically has not been very good and he had a chance to bring them to heights that they've never been to before Uh, and 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 it's just been a fucking disaster and when you make comments like this criticizing like the team around you it's just it it, it makes it even worse like uh, th- this next yep. season is uh it's going badly even though ben simmons had uh his best game of the year last night it's it's still not going good yeah the people were frustrated with him he kind of uh, he's actually responded pretty well to the uh the harshness i mean uh, again it wasn't like it was a uh the greatest game of all time but i mean best game he's had in quite quite some time so uh you know respect to him but he he's ben simmons is the nets this own issue uh but but one of the things kevin durant too i also just want to you know this isn't even the first time he's made exact comments about his team like that i know uh you know if you look at uh you know all the way back to the the twitter gate as we await the uh, inevitable implosion (laughs) of the app itself uh if you look back you know when kevin durant was caught uh you know tweeting off his burner uh, or off of his burner, rather. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he was saying that without Westbrook, he that Kevin Durant, he, he could never win with those cats. Is what he said. Yeah. His words. Uh, so that's already very early on. Uh, and this is now, I think, a whopping six years, seven years later. It feels like maybe four or five. I don't know. Yeah, since yeah, yeah. The tweet, but it's yeah. been it's been a long time since then. And Kevin Durant hasn't matured. He hasn't owned up. He hasn't decided that you know he's gonna take any ownership of anything that goes wrong. Because even. I, I, I'm not I'm not saying that like this is a problem necessarily for a guy to kind of call out his team, but like Kevin Durant, you seriously can't even get your team into the play-in mix. <laughs> like that's the problem. Again, it's like the Lakers last season. Like the Nets are not like they're supposed to be a pretty good team. They opened as one think one of the top five teams in title favoriteness yep. and yep. Uh, title favoriteness. I guess I, I'm gonna make that a term. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, they, they, they were right up there and now, you know, they're struggling. Like they might not make the playoffs again this year. They're sitting at 11 right now yep. in the East. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know why he thinks he can make these comments. It's like, obviously, man, you fucking suck too. Yep. If, uh, this team's built around you and you still can't get the job done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's having another good season. Like he's scoring the ball or whatever, but like, that's the other thing that mm-hmm. gets on my nerves. Uh, and it, it goes to this whole sort of like idea where, you know, like, there's a lot of casual fans I find who fucking love Kevin Durant because he's such a like highlight, uh, you know, highlights really, you know, he's a highlight machine basically offensively yeah, yeah. with the way that he, you know, you know, moves, he hits tough shots, you know, all, all that stuff. Same thing with Kyrie, you know, they're they're called you know true hoopers or whatever, and you know, there's this whole school of thought, you know, that they're the most skilled duo ever or whatever, yada yada yada. But it's like basketball is that that's only one small part of basketball. There's other like Kevin Durant has never in his entire career been willing to do almost any of the dirty work ever. Like he no, no, he became no. a respectable defender in Golden State, but again, that was within a system of other really really good defenders and an amazing defensive system around him, and he got some like cool blocks and highlights. And you know, when he really turns it on, he can use his length to be def- you know a, a, a pretty good defensive player now since he's joined Brooklyn 
as well. But like, mm-hmm. you don't see him fucking, you know, going all out, you know, defending across multiple yeah. positions, grabbing. He's, he doesn't have crazy rebounding games. He's not. He's never been that good of a passer. He can, you know, he can set people up every starting, once in a while. Starting to look old. But, starting to show his age. And yeah, now he's getting kind of getting old. So it's like Kevin Durant. You you you've really only ever been a scorer. Uh, so mm-hmm. like. It, you know, there, there's other ways that you could affect the game and, and yeah, help your team win. Uh, but, you know, he, he's never really been interested in, in taking on that, that load. And that, that really is what separates him from, in my mind, I don't see him as, like, one of the great, great players. He's, like, at the top level of, like, maybe the best scorer I've ever seen. But because sure. of all this stuff around it, including these, these comments, like, because I include leadership in this too. Like, you have to be, and not necessarily, sure. like, you know, the, the most, like, feel-good leader. Like, Michael Jordan didn't, you didn't feel good playing with him a lot of the time. No, but no. he led his team in terms of leading them to victories, like wins. Like, mm-hmm. Larry Bird yeah. was a shitty-ass teammate too, like, a lot of the time. Like, you know, calling people out and being an asshole. But his team's won. Um, so, like, yeah. leadership in that sense, I just, you know, Kevin Durant's literally never shown it. Like, he, he got to the finals once in OKC, uh, and, and you know, that, that team, uh, you know, didn't get back there, even though they did have plenty of times, uh, you know, and, and chances after that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, with Golden State, we can't really count. And now here, he's, he's, he's come up short again and again. And he's been amazing. He's, he, he is one of, like I said, maybe the best scorer I've ever seen, but... Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's more to the game, and and you know, I, I say the the biggest part of being a leader is, like, at least motivating your teammates, either being nice to yeah. them and like, uh, you know, building them up, kind of like LeBron and, and Magic Johnson did, or like going the other way and, and motivating them by being the hardest worker on the court, uh, like yeah. like I said, like with, with Michael or, or Larry Bird, yeah. yeah. But Kevin Durant doesn't do either of those things, so no. it's uh, yeah, it, I, I'm 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 so sick of you know, having to deal with this guy, uh, and his fucking ego, he's always had this massive ego and I, it just shows again, uh, with, with these comments. Well, I'm down to, uh, finally declare this guy because again, he just walks in, he, uh, just lays there, does, uh, does nothing and then takes credit for, uh, you know, any of the success, uh, pillow princess, Kevin Durant. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the, uh, that's the new nickname. Uh, he just sits there and, uh, you know, hopes everyone else does the work and, uh, you know, if things go well, that's, that's on him. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how everything goes with Kyrie Irving's uh, return eminent here. Uh, it's going to be an, uh, another interesting uh, chapter in the Brooklyn Nets saga, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, it's insane that he's even going to be suiting back up for the Nets. Uh, I kind of thought this was going to be his his way out, but yeah. it looks like he's he's locked back in. No Nike check though, so maybe we'll see uh, nope. the big baller brand make a return. Because uh, there's no way, or he'll watch him play in like Snooks or something, or like a. Try to play in like like uh, Crocs, like so at least on the weird. And, man. and lest we forget, uh, Matt, this is a Kyrie Irving contract year, so I can't wait to see who yeah. who or which team gives He'll him retire. the next the next contract. Yeah, imagine he retires on top. You know, I I would love that for the Nets to win a you know a championship somehow to pull it together. Kyrie Finals MVP walks away from the game. I, I he be, might be yeah. the greatest ever. I think that would be hilarious because I think Kevin Durant then would have like the the mo- all, like hold the three most hated and despised <laughs> yeah, world would. championships in he NBA would. history. He really would because I think both his titles are probably in the top five when people think about like fuck that team yep. that wasn't fair or, or that wasn't deserved. Uh, so yeah, it's it's definitely interesting looking back on uh, Kevin Durant's career before it's even <laughs> over. Uh, but to move on, uh, you know, we were talking about the Golden State Warriors uh, and passing there, but uh, you know, without Kevin Durant. I mean, they've won a, they've won an NBA title so, to their credit, but they've been struggling as of late. Uh, you know, the defending NBA champions, Golden State Warriors, twelfth in the Western Conference, six and nine uh, in their uh, in the uh, as the record right now as it stands. Yeah. But it's really to me, Jordan, the play on the court has been you know subpar for sure. They've been losing to teams that are way beneath their skill level, yeah. and uh, you know, especially with the caliber of team we've grown to be accustomed to here with Golden State. But, you know, you look at that loss to the Phoenix Suns on, uh, I believe that was Wednesday, uh, Steph Curry, masterclass, of course, drops 50 points yep. on the Phoenix Suns, but still the loss. They still lose. They can't pull it together. Uh, and they got kind of beat down, 130 to 119. Yep. Their defense is horrible. Yep. Horrible, yeah. horrid, horrid defense. Yeah. And when you look at this guy, Draymond Green, who's, you know, caused such a ruckus over there and, uh, you know, wants all this respect, I don't really think that this is going to work out. I think Draymond's gone very soon. Uh, because if you look at them on the court, I think Draymond's one of the biggest issues. The other issue is Clay Thompson kind of having the Kevin Durant dilemma here where he thinks he's worth all this, uh, you know, all all the glory and all the glitz and glamour. Yeah. But he sucks. 
Kevin Clay Thompson has been bad. Yeah, yeah. I we I, I'm glad that we were on top of this take from the beginning. <laughs> we were never you know uh, jockeying on uh, on Clay Thompson's name. He has been bad since he returned from injury. He hasn't been the same player. I don't blame him. Yeah. Because the, you know ACL and then I believe it was the Achilles tear yeah. uh, back to back. Like that's a that's a that's a pretty hard one two combo oh, yeah. to, to go through. Oh yeah. Um. But he's taken absolutely no ownership for this, and he has <laughs> tried to take zero steps back. Yeah. He's still pulling up like this is 2017. Yeah. And uh, you can see the team's hurting right now. I don't think Clay will be on the move, even though it might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for me, I doubt. I, like, I, I will just be shocked if the Warriors trade any of their core guys, including Draymond, even though yeah. I, I think it, it, it should happen. And, and Draymond, I could see happening if there's really, like, if it's really bad. Because you can't, like, you can't waste a season, any more seasons with Steph Curry. Like, right now, statistically, he's having, uh, you know, the, the best season he's ever had. And, like, aside yeah. from 2016, when, you know, they, they we all know how hot they started out and how amazing he was playing they were actually getting wins uh you know in that season so you that that's probably his best one but like like yeah if you look through all the statistics shooting wise everything uh steph is having an incredible season and and yeah if if they're going to continue to be bad um they've got to make some moves but i think what what they'll do first is maybe explore trying to trade some of the young guys but i think the warriors are in this weird spot now where they're they have all this like pride about you know having declaring that they're gonna be amazing because they've they've been good, but they've also got all these you know young guys who they see moving them into the future. And I'm like, you know, you would have to it get all suck. well, yeah, you'd have to get really really fucking lucky. Like you you're not actually like you don't actually have like an alien brain like uh, Bob mm-hmm. Myers and all these other you know Golden State brass. Like everyone else also was trying to draft you know uh, you know the best players available through this span and you're not going to get lucky and like they got lucky with drafting Steph Clay and Draymond like making those homegrown mm-hmm. uh, you know talents that were on you know good enough contracts at that point to even get someone like Kevin Durant to come over when he did like that was they, and Draymond they, was a fluky signing yeah, to, or a fluky pick second, like second round, round pick. pick nobody was expecting anything no him. no but like the point is you can't always just do that that is like a once in a generation draft hit mm-hmm. drafting those three guys them all coming to you them fitting together the way that they did and now you're seeing yeah. like uh, freaking uh, between uh, Moody and Kaminga and Wiseman, they can't. They're, they, you can, Steve Kerr can't even give them minutes. Like these are supposed to be guys that yeah. you know they they were acting like, oh, we found our next generation of you know the, these guys are going to be you know they're going to continue the dynasty. And it's like there's been no evidence of that at all. But that's just I the mean, way how? it goes. Jordan Poole and Jordan Two Poole. Points. Yeah, two points in that game against the Suns. Zero for five from the field. He's been he's been like dreadful. Uh, and and like it's just. I'm I'm sorry, Golden State, but like you don't always get every sort of lucky draw. You have been a dynasty. You were so good, four championships in the span of you know whatever it was, seven years or whatever. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it, you, it's it's not going to go on forever. Of it, like your core is your core, and your young guys. I'm sorry to tell you all. I'm sorry to break it to you. They're not that good. They're not that good. And we would know by now if they were. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was high on Kaminga coming into this year. Clearly, he hasn't figured things up uh, out enough to to stay on the floor and, and Steve curse system pool again maybe he'll come around and start hitting shots but he's still not a guy like like it's not like he's the second coming of clay thompson clay thompson was defending the best point guards in the league and hitting 11 threes uh in the playoffs well, he, you know, at yeah, his height. totally different player completely right? like, and, and that's the problem i think that the team's kind of lost their sense of identity they've just yeah. been like oh we're the warriors we shoot a ton of threes yeah but historically also really good defensive teams that, that, uh, that that's what i've been thinking this whole time and it was interesting watching the uh, the Phoenix game because it used mm. to be that when you played Golden State, you could start out and you're like, oh, you know what, we're doing good. It would be like 12-12 or something. Then they would get running, start forcing turnovers, hit threes, and they'd be up by 25 yep. points in the blink of an eye. They were a yep. fast-paced team, even when they would come in with their second unit, led by you know Iguodala and Livingston and everybody else. They were fast-paced, and you you were like, what's going on? Now the like the Suns were running up and down the court and and taking it you know picking up the pace and taking it to the Warriors because their transition defense is absolutely awful like their 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 defense in the half court is bad too but you can just run against these guys and outscore them 
every night that you want. And that's why they've, they've lost so many games this year, which is a complete flip from what they, they, they used to be. They, they, they hung their hat on defense. And even like the death lineup, uh, people always talk about how good it was offensively. The death lineup was super revolutionary. We had had, we'd seen good offensive lineups before, but the death lineup yeah. was crazy because pretty much all of them could switch on to anyone. Your center was Draymond yeah. who could fucking guard anyone all the way down to a point guard in the pick and roll. And we'd never really seen that before. Yeah. I, I also don't think we've seen a team that ran that small and no. was that good. Yeah, no, exactly. So it was like, they could switch everything and the defense was what made it good. And now you're like, uh, again, going back to like, you know, sort of casual viewers of the game, you watch golden state offensively and they still look like themselves. Like Steph's mm-hmm. still doing the crazy shit he's doing. Clay obviously doesn't look very good at all. He's, I agree, he's been really, really bad. But Draymond is still, you know, does his little Draymond things, his fake dribble handoffs, yep. his passes, you know, all that stuff, his, his, you know, big to big passes off the short roll and stuff like that. But defensively, they are not the same one bit. And and you saw that. I mean, yeah. campaign, fucking, uh, you know, uh, looked like uh, an all star. Yeah. Twenty nine points, yeah. uh, six yeah. for ten from three. Like he was running amok on them. They're they're just and they're he's not been the awesome same team. With, uh, with Chris Paul out of the lineup, yeah. he's looked good. Just uh, you know, not to uh, take away from the the game, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it's been interesting to see them. Yeah, just they kind of have lost their sense. I I, I honestly I think that the, the writing might be on the wall on this one, and I don't really want to be on the wrong side of history because I could one hundred percent also see them eventually just clicking and you know the that's the what happened last year. Playoffs, fucking annoying. Exactly. So I, I I don't really want to count them out a hundred percent. Yeah. But if you if we don't see signs of life, just something you know productive out of these guys, like if it's just going to be Steph getting crazy stats and then no defense and them hoping that they can outscore other teams, yeah. it's just not going to last. No. It won't work. Even last year they had a strong defense. Uh, I mean we haven't yeah. uh, you know I feel like I haven't said his name much because there hasn't been much of a reason to Wiggins, my <laughs> man. Uh, you know, you got that's the problem. Him. He's just been okay. Like he's he's just been 18, 18 and cruising five. along. I mean, classic Wiggins like he, season. He's shoot. He's shooting forty. He's shooting forty percent uh, from three. Yep. I mean that that could be a whole lot worse. Oh, no, that's, uh, I, I think he's yep. doing his his part on offense, but he could he could be doing a whole lot better total. And I think that's kind of the problem with Wiggins is you can he can get lazy. We saw him in the finals. He was motivated, but he can just be checked out mentally sometimes. And I think right now with everything going on there, he probably just. Feels like he's in Minnesota again. Doesn't want to deal with any of this shit, and he's ready to move on. And 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 talking about like the dirty work, Andrew Wiggins uh, really shined last year in the playoffs. Or Sean, I don't know what it is, Matt. You're you're better yeah. at English than me. <laughs> but uh, shooned. He really shooned. Uh, you know when he pulled in uh, massive. He had massive rebounding numbers in a few of those games. Yeah. Right now, mm-hmm. Steph is out rebounding him by more than a board yeah. per game. Uh, that that yeah. can't happen. He's got a Andrew Wiggins if he wants to help this team. The 18 points are good, but it, it's Andrew Wiggins. He has the physical tools. He should just be walking into 18 points from the open threes that he's going to yeah. get. He needs to become kind of – he needs to fill in the role, role that Clay Thompson used to play as the lockdown perimeter defender for that team who's going to shut down yeah. the you know the best opposing wing player or even the best opposing point guard because that's what Clay used to do yeah, too. Yeah. Whoever is the, the, the most dangerous sort of perimeter threat – that's got to be Andrew Wiggins because, you know, he's he's the guy with the young legs. He's the guy who, uh, you know, showed he could do it last year. So so it, if he can pick it up defensively, that'll do a whole lot. But, yeah, like Draymond, if you look at the numbers, the, the Warriors are bad even with their starters out there defensively with Draymond anchoring it. And that's basically the first time mm-hmm, that's ever mm-hmm. happened. Like, it, it, you know, it, 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 it's weird, Matt. It kind of feels like uh, Draymond, like, I don't know, punched one of his teammates in the face before the season yeah. started, and it's been weird since then. So I don't know. Weird. Something like yeah. that. Uh, I, I, that that, that obviously awkward. didn't happen, but, uh, you know, Almost it kind of feels like of that. Yeah. Unprecedented measures uh, should be taken, not just nothing <laughs> and maybe like a $100 uh, yeah. slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, if that does ever happen, let us know. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to move on now to uh, our favorite time of the the NBA year, trade talk, baby. Trade hey. talk. Uh, we need some fucking moves. Uh, obviously, you know, we're talking about the Warriors. They need to get something going. And uh, I don't know. I'm not going to show my hand, Jordan, but I might have them included in a couple of these hypothetical trades. But uh, we've got we've got some names floating around here uh, in the... In the NBA trade talk world, uh, you know some of them a little bit under the under the radar. So hope maybe this will be the first time you guys are hearing of this. But there are legitimate talks for all these players uh, that we're going to be talking about here. So uh, you know bu- bu- buckle your seatbelt and get ready because yeah. uh, it's going to be crazy. And the first one we're going to start with is a guy that last year we I think we probably did the, around the same time of the year or early on of the year uh, trade talks around this player uh, John Collins out yep. of uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Doesn't look like you know still only twenty five years old, which I, I was surprised to see that. I kind of figured he was closer to like 28 but you know still yeah. very young uh 
bouncy power forward center for the Hawks. Uh, just hasn't really been able to put it together. Really down year. And uh, overall, it just doesn't look like he's going to fit in with this Hawks team any longer. And they're looking no. to kind of uh, f- push through with their new identity with uh, DeJounte and Trey. Uh, so looking forward to this, Jordan. Drop me the be- drop me your first trade that you want to talk about here, your potential trade. Who, who do you think could, could uh, be a good fit here, a trade partner with the Atlanta Hawks to get John Collins? So I've got a few written down here, Matt. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, John Collins has basically been relegated to just a, a rim runner uh, for, for, yeah. for the Hawks. So, like, but I, I think on a, in another situation, um, you know, he's, he's you know, he, he, he could sort of reassume the role that everyone thought he was, you know, going to play, basically. Um, but mm-hmm. since we just talked about him, Draymond over there in uh, in Golden State, you could do yeah. John Collins and Frank Kaminsky for Draymond, and you know well the picks. I, I never like to discuss the picks because you know they're it, 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 it it's it's too big brain for me. Uh, I I just want to look at the I want to look at the players first, unless I can sort of obviously at- attach a pick to either side. But even if it well, was just kind of straight off this one, no, yeah, I don't, I cause because I, I actually have this exact trade written down too. Just John Collins for Draymond, straight yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and, I, and it, yeah, if the money works for that, uh, you know, just just a straight up. I, I threw Frank Kaminsky in there for going from the Hawks as well. Uh, the the money would work for that as well, but Frank only makes like two million, I think, or something. So you might be able to get it done. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I think it would be a trade that, uh, uh, you know. It would be tough for the. It would be a tough sell for the Warriors, who we just talked about how bad their defense was, to trade out historically your best defender for John fucking Collins, who is a shit ass yeah. defender. But you get a block or two. Y- yeah, but you know, y- maybe I don't know. Like, uh, I I kind of want to relook at this. I I just thought of this now. This just popped in my head. But what if you packaged? You know, like Atlanta's got a decision to make because they've got a Kongu and Capella. A Capella and a Kongu mm-hmm. together are fine so far this year you bring a congo off the bench and capella has looked awesome um but i don't think you necessarily need both of those guys so i don't know maybe you could do a collins and capella deal to the warriors for draymond and and someone else you'd have to i don't know may, that might have to be pool or something you know it, you know it depends i'm just spitballing right now but just looking at the, the you know the original one that i said collins for draymond like offensively if you really were the warriors and you're like okay we want to move on from draymond at this point like john collins yeah. could fit in there you know in in the offense hypothetically you know he can he can stretch the floor a little bit he can do a little you know things around the basket take advantage of his height every once in a while but defensively would be in the problem but on the other side yeah. for the hawks i think draymond again theoretically on paper would work really well you know we we know how mm-hmm. he plays with like a you know a a point guard who can shoot it from deep and is very, you know, good playing in the pick and roll. He would be able to, again, in that short roll, you know, get the ball from Trey after, you know, there was, you know, sort of doubling action on him and, you know, dump it to a Kongu like we've seen him do with, with Looney so many times or kick it out mm-hmm. to, you know, Bogdanovich and the shooters that Atlanta has. So I, on the Atlanta side, I would do this, no question. I would do this today. Uh, you know, I, I, not even a question is asked. But for sure defensively, John Collins is going to be a tough sell unless you already have another sort of defensive-minded frontcourt player to, to actually trade for this guy right now, I think. So here, here here's how I think about this. I'll also put this out there for all these trades. You know, John Collins is signed long-term, too. So you're yeah. getting a guy, he's gonna, you're going to get him all the way into his prime, whatever that's going to look like. Because, again, the way I kind of see him is like a bigger version, probably not a little less skillful, uh, but kind of like a, another former Hawks uh, slam-a-jamma master, uh, Josh Smith. That's yeah. gonna, uh, he's got a little bit of Josh Smith in him. Definitely not uh, not the same player, because Josh Smith might be one of the goats. Uh, Dunking, yes. I, I, I think when you move, uh, what are you talking about? He was great when he got that big. He got the bag from uh, Detroit. True. Uh, but uh, no, if you check, if you make this switch right now, I think John Collins could actually work very well as the starting center for the Warriors. Yeah. If you use him as uh, again just a big because he's about six nine, six ten. Uh, what I'm looking at right here says six nine, but I'm pretty sure he's listed at six ten. Uh, but regardless, he's yeah. he's got big frame, uh, decent wing, a uh, 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 little good good length there. Yeah. Uh, for the wingspan, and I and again you, as you said, you can stretch the floor a little bit. If you move Wiggins down to power forward, or maybe you want to actually put your money where your mouth is and bring up one of those young guys like Kaminga, Kaminga. and put him at That'd the floor, the you could you could probably make something happen there. Uh, that could be kind of explosive. Again, yeah, as you said, not the best defender, but if you're just counting on him to go down there and guard guys in the in the low post, he could probably get up there and get some blocks. Because right now on Atlanta, they're asking him to kind of cover threes and fours yep. and fives. Like he can he can play def- decent defense if he's just 
you know, shove him under the basket and protect the rim. So I think that yeah. if you could put him on the Warriors right now, it could actually work. He's a big body to set screens. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr will teach him how to do the little uh, elbow out or lean your hip out, uh, you know, set those Golden State illegal yeah. screens that they love over there. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think he could actually work there. But again, then you're losing a lot more dynamic playmaking. Uh, you yes. Know, Draymond gone. And uh, it's. I, I, I think this one, I had it written down, you know, but it, it, I think it could work. But I think the Warriors would probably not think it's the best fit yeah uh but here's a trade that i think could work i think it's the one i'm most excited about for john collins that i i have backed out because I, I have quite a few here because uh, when i look at the atlanta hawks i think the spot that they really lack at is probably three slash yep. four yep. uh you know and they need like that big bodied wing that we're always kind of clamoring about that uh, teams keep at such a high premium what if the sacramento kings come calling Harrison Barnes, Terrence Davis, and a first-round pick yep. for John Collins. That's that's. They get the shooter. That's, they get the shooter. Yep. They get the size, and then you get the young guard, Terrence Davis, to kind of come off the bench and help with your bench scoring. I th- and then if you're the Kings, you get the guy to pair Sabonis. You get the big three with De'Aaron Fox. Yep. Uh, I think it's a great move both ways. It fits both teams' timelines. Uh, that that would be my my move to make if I was the Hawks. Yeah, I, I had that one written down too. But switch out Terrence Davis for Davion Mitchell, uh, even though oh, <laughs> even and though then you don't probably need the first round. No, pick. that's what I'm saying. Then you know, it, but you know, I think the Kings. You got them in a back room. They'd be like, yeah, we kind of missed on Davion Mitchell, especially because now yeah. you have, um, you know, you, 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 like you have Dar- Darren Fox, it, and you have a guy like Terrence Davis, and you you sign Monk and you sign Herder, uh, you know, yeah. guys who can play that too. And you know, I I, I just. What I've seen from Davion Mitchell so far, I've just been kind of lukewarm on him. Like I, I, I think who would have thought a six-one guard that can't shoot, I know. that's old, <laughs> and you know, can't really play point guard play. all that much. Like he kind of does, no. but he's not that good of a playmaker. So, like, every, like, like, how did you think that was going to work in the NBA? People were clamoring about this guy. I knew it wasn't going to fucking work, and I told them that because his name was too close to Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> it wasn't going to work. At least he changed his number. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, but I, I, I'm. I'm also out on him. But you put a guy like that next to someone like Trey Young. I know they got DeJounte Murray to kind of fill that role, but maybe, you know, in in, in the minutes, uh, you know, Devontae sitting. Or, you know, DeJounte Murray could even be slid to the three if you were going really small, you know, in, in Whoa, certain man, lineups. That's tiny. Three guard lineups, you know, you know, if you had enough kind of shooting to work it, you know. Anyway, you, you, could, you could make sort of iterations of it. But Davion Mitchell... Playing next to someone like Trey Young, you know, you like I've always said, you need a really good defender next to him to, to you know, sort of balance things out. Uh, and then, yeah. like you said, yeah, Harrison Barnes would be the perfect guy to put on Atlanta. Absolutely perfect. You know, a vet who knows what he's doing, can hit shots, can defend. Um, and, you know, it, it would be absolutely perfect. The, the only thing, the only sort of downside that I saw to this one is the same one with Golden State, which is that Sabonis isn't exactly known as a rim protector. He, he's not the greatest no. defensive, uh, uh, you know, player. And, and right now, you know, they play a lot of him at, you know, the, the, the four with Rashawn Holmes, who is a better defender at, at the five. So, you know, you, you put John Collins over there. It might be a little crowded, but I I think, you know, Sabonis at least has the size. If you're going to play him at mm-hmm. the five, he can hold up defensively. He's never going to be great, but he's, he's semi-mobile for a guy his size. You know, he's not the worst. He's not absolutely hung out to dry every time he's put in the pick and roll. Like, he, he's fine. And, and John Collins, he can defend fours. Oh, okay, he's another guy who's sort of mobile. Like mobility is yeah. not really their issue. It's just kind of easy to get by them, and, and and they provide almost no rim protection. But you got to give up something. And I agree. Like offensively, that trio, uh, you know, Fox, Collins, and, and Sabonis would would make a lot of good things happen. So yeah, to the Kings mm-hmm. is one I had my eye on for sure. Um, a, 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 another one uh, we we talked about, uh, and I think we're well, we're going to get to it. I, I thought it was. So, in a previous podcast, but we're going to talk about Miles Turner trades uh, as well, yeah, I think. Yeah. But uh, the Clippers, a team with a whole bunch of wings, but without many hey, front court players. We're on the players. same page today, man. We're on the same page. I got the same. I got the Clippers down here too. Marcus Morris and um, uh, Nicholas Batum. Bang! That's exactly the trade for that Collins I had and Justin <laughs> Holiday. Now you'd probably uh, I didn't have Justin Holiday, but but still, yeah, I, I could see it work. Yeah, uh, if you're the Clippers, you probably you know the Hawks would probably want to pick because you know those two guys, you know, uh, B- Batum and Morris aren't exactly uh, you know hot that that hot of a commodity. But the Hawks mm-hmm. again, kind of like Harrison Barnes, could really really use two two players like that, like big wings yeah. Oh, yeah. to defend guys, you know, hit shots. Uh, again, they don't really have that player. They've kind of tried to turn John Collins into that player. I know they have DeAndre Hunter who kind of fits that mold, but he could use, you know, some, some guys who have played that role in the NBA for a long time to kind of help him along. So, uh, you know, any, any sort of, uh, mix of those Clippers wings for Collins 
would make a lot of sense. And defensively, that's totally fine. Like Collins can go to the Clippers and, and fit right in. I think they need more sort of versatile scoring threats, which is kind of for sure. counterintuitive yeah. to say Especially when they got low. Yeah, down low. Like they and they they've got uh, Paul George and Kawhi, but you can never count on either of those guys being on the court uh, you know, every night. Yep. So having Collins as kind of a backup uh plan for the yeah, scoring in the front court would really help them. So I, I think that's a really good one as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, that that would be an awesome fit there, both sides. I think it works. The only thing, if the uh, you know if the the Hawks are clamoring for that first round pick uh, in returns again, Batum and uh, Marcus Morris aren't exactly the the youngest no. or even most attractive uh, players. But they're, the Hawks want it now. Good. The Hawks want to win now. Yeah, though. They, I think I mean, they they're, think they're, they're almost good. there. They're two guys that will help you, you know, in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. can play big minutes for you. So I think it's worth almost the expenditure. But the Clippers technically do have first-round picks, but OKC has yeah. the rights to swap both their 2023 and 2024 yeah. first-round picks. So uh, Yeah, the first-round pick, getting, the pick I was yeah. talking about is 2028. So. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's, that's, that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. So I don't know if they do. Yeah, I don't know if the, the 2028 draft class, uh, if there's any early risers out there. Uh, Bryce? Uh, yeah, Bryce what are Gaines? they? Is he, is he Twelve right now, yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, insane. But uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good spot. And uh, you know, I also had the, the 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 Mavericks and the Heat written down as two teams that could go after. Uh, yeah, I've Collins. got a, I've got a, I've got a little Heat one. It couldn't be done till December fifteenth. But Collins and uh, Caleb, or no, sorry, Collins for Caleb Martin and Duncan Robinson. Uh, yeah, which, I had that uh, that exact trade as well, but I also threw uh, Yurt Seven in there oh, yeah. uh, as well, going yeah. to the going to the Hawks, uh, and then the Mavericks trade, uh, which is the exact same trade that I'm, or same package that I'm going to be using in uh, another trade offer that we're going to be including. Uh, so we might as well just jump into that now. <laughs> uh, both trade offers were uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell moving. Uh, and for that one was John Collins, uh, which you know I think could work decently. Yeah. Uh, you know, then you'll get another big man, which could be a bit of a problem. But Gordon Hayward, his name has been really floating around yep. there in the NBA trade talk universe, and uh, him, uh, he, he's gotten attraction from the Miami Heat as well as uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So I think he could be a decent fit on either side. Yeah. Uh, but my that 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 would my that was my offer, my idea for Gordon Hayward to go to the uh, the Dallas Mavericks was Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell going back to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I have a, a Hayward Mavericks trade as well. That one's a good one. I you could also do Dinwiddie and Bullock going out if you wanted mm-hmm. to say. You know, Dinwiddie's been great as our kind of secondary ball handler, but if we have Hayward, we don't really, you know, need his services as much anymore because, you know, Hayward's yeah, yeah. biggest, you know, uh, sort of plus is that, yeah, he can score the ball, but he can be like a, basically a point guard for you. He's a really good, yep. uh, you know, playmaker. But if I'm, especially if I'm the Heat, who is a bunch of older players who can never stay on the floor consistently, I'm not trading for Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward never fucking plays. Yeah. You need someone young if you're not the Heat. Not tough enough. Yeah. Like He's not tough enough. The, the Mavericks, maybe, because you're not a team that has that much of an issue. Like, you can handle it, you know, if he's he misses time, as long as you have him for the playoffs. I actually like the mm-hmm. fit of Hayward, uh, you know, with... Uh, Luca on on the Mavs. Well, I, I think, think he provides really good minutes, like when Luca's on the bench. You know what I mean? Yes, like he kind of fills that void, and they kind of look the same. Couple yeah. of honkies <laughs> yeah. with uh, <laughs> little comb over haircuts. Uh, yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think if if the the Mavs want to make a play for Hayward, I think that's smart uh, because uh, again, I, I I've. They, they do need that kind of scoring threat from the wing, and as good as Dinwiddie has been for them. Um, it's kind of the same sort of issue I had with Brunson being basically their number two guy. It's like spread out the the ways that you can attack people. Like don't like mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. can't. I, I don't. I don't really see a championship team in in 2022 rolling out Dorian Finney-Smith as your best like wing. Like I, I just yeah. I don't see it. Yeah. So so yeah, if you want to go after Hayward, yeah, whether you're trading bigs away like uh, uh, like Powell or, or or a trade sort of a package more like mine, you know, a couple of, of backcourt players, I think that would work. But if you're the Heat, like. I had down, you could do uh, Dwayne Dedman, uh, whichever Martin brother is on the heat. I think it's Caleb, uh, yeah, and, Caleb uh, yeah. and Duncan Robinson for, for Gordon yeah. Hayward. Um, but again, I, I don't think the heat would be wise to do that at all. No, no, I don't think that it would be a good fit there. But yeah, the Mavs, I think, would work well. I think I had, yeah, I had Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, and then Gabe Vincent uh, going back to the Heat. Because uh, I think if you didn't have Vincent in there, because I actually think he's a solid player. Like, he really doesn't get much love. Uh, you know, I think if uh, he wasn't included in that deal, you'd probably need to throw a first-round pick if you're the Heat to, to get to Gordon Hayward yeah. away from the, the Hornets. But again, 
different franchises uh, hold pit dra- draft picks in much different value. Yep. So yep. Uh, you might be able to see Gordon Hayward get moved for uh, two for like like one first and a second yep. or something. <laughs> Uh, it's and, a it's a weird market out there. And Matt, actually, quickly before we move on, because I just I was looking back at the 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 Collins trades I had. I actually forgot my number one. It's my last one that I had, but it's the oh, one geez. I want the most, and that's to the Suns for Crowder, Sarich, and Tory Craig going back to Atlanta. Which again, I think would serve purposes for both kind of teams. Uh, the 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 uh, Hawks have kind of been linked to Crowder as one of the teams that maybe could trade for him. Again, another big mm-hmm. wing, similar to Harrison Barnes, the guys we've been talking about. Good fit. And uh, Collins would, you know, slide into that four spot, and Aiton could kind of protect him defensively. And if you wanted to go small, if Aiton didn't work for the matchup, Collins could play the five. So something like that uh, between those two teams, I think, would probably work well too for Collins. But uh, yeah, that was my last one. No, I like it. Uh, but to, yeah, to move on to the final trades that we have, uh, we're, we're talking about, I guess, trade. Uh, uh, it's for Miles Turner, a guy who's starting guy. to really grow on me. Yes! Yeah, you, you're your guy, but he's starting to really grow on me lately. Uh, I actually like this Just Pacers keep the ball boys away from him. I honestly just I kind of wish that the Pacers would just go all in on this squad. I know, I know. That's kind of what I felt. I actually wish they would do it because they're playing pretty decent. They're in the playoff mix right now. Yep. Miles Turner's playing well. Buddy Heald looks awesome. Yep. Yep. Like He's pulling it from a like crazy range lately. Like he, he's, a, he's one of the best knockdown shooters in the league, no doubt. So I, I honestly, I would I would hope that they'd be buyers, but it's clear that they want to be sellers. Yeah. So we'll see how this ends up working out for them. Kind of like the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And, you know, they wanted to be shitty, and now it turns out they're decent. Uh, but the so the, the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, you know, we talked about them wanting to get in on the uh, the, the front court scoring sweepstakes, and Miles Turner, one of those uh, premier guys that uh, teams are looking at right now, uh, and whether he'd be taking over at the five for uh, Zubas or if he'd be slotted in there as a four and kind of running a twin towers unit down low for the Clippers. Yeah, uh, they're they're kind of the leading front runners to they're they're aggressive trying to get them right now. Uh, and the trade that I had drawn up, and again, the Clippers would probably have to throw in, you know. Uh, the the the, uh, the 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 pick swapped OKC first round picks yeah. that they have right now and they they said they're trying to give up some wings and these were the the the, the players that I included in this one just because I, I I feel like they fit better you know contract wise as well as you know what they're the Pacers are looking to get back because if you're not going to be able to give them that great of picks they're probably going to want decent players so I have uh, Miles Turner going to the Clippers in exchange for Terrence Mann Jason Preston and Robert Covington yep yep love it. Love it. I, uh, I had I had uh, my my Clippers was uh, for Canard and Amir Coffee uh, for for Miles okay, Turner yeah, yeah. plus a pick <laughs> in twenty twenty eight. But uh, yeah, e- either one. I think they, like we've said it many times that the, the Clippers have an abundance of wings. They can trade a couple of mm-hmm. their wings slash fours. That that's totally fine. Um, and I think you know. Like if you, if you do trade for Turner without giving up Zubac, all of a sudden you have a really good center rotation. Like I think the Clippers, yeah. if they oh, can yeah. get Turner at a decent price, like without having to give up, like I think if it, it, you know, let's say the fucking uh, you know Pacers were demanding like Norman Powell, that might be a bit too much because I think he's more important. Yeah. But almost any other of their wings, obviously other than uh, you know their, their their two big guys Kawhi and PG, um, mm-hmm. I, I'd say I'd say do it 100. percent yeah, and I think for for my hypothetical situation, the the Terrence Mann I think is probably the most valuable yeah. of the their young players. They don't really have too many of them, uh, but you know he's a, he's a, he's a he's a tough finisher. He's got a decent shooting stroke, uh, decent size. The uh, kind of play the two and the three. Uh, Rudy Gobert's daddy as well. So if you end up uh, <laughs> seeing the seeing the Timberwolves at any time in the postseason, yep. he'll be able to take him to take him to, to, to the shop. Yep. Uh, or I guess, pardon me, Terrence Mann. Uh, <laughs> he'd be on the Pacers now, so he wouldn't be seeing him anymore. More, uh, but uh, Miles My- Turner will probably give him a couple dunks or two. Oh yeah, uh, and then you get Jason Preston, who you know, uh, a-, a rookie hasn't done anything in the league, but at least you kind of have this prospect. Who knows? Could be a diamond in the rough. Yeah, uh, and then poor Robert Covington, you know, Roco. was the analyst was the analytic nerd's uh, favorite player. Yep. And now you know, I-, I I think he's kind of like. He's either going to be on championship contenders as a veteran that plays defense, or he's going to play on really shitty teams like he has over the past couple of years, just trying to you know keep them afloat, fill some cap space, be a rostered player because he's not the it's not the Roco that we saw for Philadelphia that was like all NBA defensive team player. So yeah. uh, I I think that you could probably find this. There's, I think there's quite a few different packages you could make with the Clippers. You know, even the yeah, Marcus yeah. Morris and uh, yep. Nicholas Batum package. I think that the the Pacers might even take as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's just getting rid of cap, getting Miles Turner off the books, and moving on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I I think 
Definitely, yeah, just getting him off the books, but also trying to get a pick in there. Like, I, I don't yeah, think yeah. The, the the Pacers will care all that much, um, you know, as long as the money works, obviously, you know, who they get back, unless it is like a young guy like Terrence Mann, like a guy they can see sort of folding into the rotation the next few years. So, yeah. so I like, I, yeah, I, I like that direction. But, you know, as long as the Clippers are willing to part with a pick, that if you're Indiana, you're looking like, okay, once, uh, once at, you know, a, after, you know, Kawhi and Paul George have moved on, if we are talking about picks as far out as like 2028, 20, 2029, that could be a pretty damn good pick. You get an unprotected one uh, for a Clippers mm-hmm. team kind of desperate to, to win now. Um, you know, so, so 100% I could see them, th- those two teams making a move. Um, but uh, do you want, do you want a crazy one? My craziest Turner one, Matt? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. This another one that couldn't happen until December fifteenth because uh, at least sure, one of yeah, these guys yeah. is recently signed. But uh, Turner and Duarte, hear me out. Going to the Warriors for Divincenzo, Looney, and James Wiseman. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could definitely see the Pacers making a move similar to that. Yeah. Uh, would they give up Duarte though? That's my that, okay. That's the my thing is, red flag that I hear. The thing is they. They have Halliburton, and now they have uh, Matherin, who obviously they, yeah, they true, think yeah. is going to be a better sort of, you know, he has more star potential than Duarte has. And I don't, and, you know, they're, they're both guys who are 6'6", uh, you know, around, you know, give or take 200 pounds each. I don't think really you can you can realistically say that one of them is going to be your starting three. I think you're, one of them, and it's, I, I think it will be Duarte. And it hurts me because these are two Canadian guys fighting for, for mm-hmm. uh, yep. <laughs> same spot on the same team. Uh, but I think one of them you'd have to eventually just kind of bring off the bench. And I think, yep. you know, I, I think if, uh, like I said, if you got Halliburton and Matherin, you can you can afford to give up Duarte. And then you're basically just taking a bet on that you are the organization who can take James Wiseman's gifts and turn them into something. And if you're going to pair, like, let, let's say he does pan out eventually, you've got that awesome backcourt with a rim-running rim center like Wiseman. He, hypothetically, yep. three, five years down the line, that could work. Now, this one's a bit bold. It's crazy. It's probably unlikely. And it is probably unlikely that they do want to part with Duarte. I, I, I don't think they're quite there yet. But if I was the Pacers, I would I would consider this. And if I was the Warriors, I would consider something like this. Uh, because oh, for sure. Turner yeah. and Duarte, adding them to that team would be awesome. The only thing you're losing out on is Looney, who's, you know, and DiVincenzo, who, you know, has just come back and we don't really know how he's going to pan out for them. But, um, mm-hmm. I think the Warriors aren't there yet with trading Wiseman either. That's I, I don't think they're ready yeah. yet to admit that they've uh, they've made a mistake. So I think that's what would blow it up. But it's interesting though. I I, I would consider it on either side. Yeah, yeah, and then plus, I mean, for the Warriors, they wouldn't even be able to use Dorte this year since he's he's got that ankle injury now. Yeah. So we'll have to monitor that. I don't think it's going to be that serious though. I think that the Pacers kind of shut him down early in hopes that they wouldn't have to to even bother like yeah. they could lose more games but again they've been winning games so yeah. uh we'll, we'll we'll see where miles turner's headed uh if he goes anywhere it'd be insane if he ends up sticking around throughout the last four years where i swear to god the most he's been talked about is just being traded so yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see what uh what ends up happening there and uh get at us at big dog ball talk with some of your trade examples of your own we want to hear you guys uh your input there yeah. uh and the last thing we're going to talk about probably not for very long because it's not really something that we do here at big dog ball talk but there's some juicy gods <laughs> that we got to break down george uh, so I don't know if you want to you know, get on your get on your elbows and uh, you'll plug in the rotary phone. Yeah, or something yeah, here, let's but, do it. But, I'm uh, on my bed right Marcus, now. Yeah, Marcus Jordan and Larissa Pippen dating. <laughs> and for hold on, so those those that might just be. I love that we're talking about this. This is yeah. This is Michael Jordan's son, Marcus Jordan. Yeah, is now dating the ex-wife of Michael Jordan's former longtime teammate, Scottie Pippen, Larissa Pippen, who apparently, and I don't know if this is true. I heard the rumor the first time they met was Marcus, as a child, begging Michael Jordan in front of Larissa Pippen to buy him a PlayStation. Michael Jordan, the games do not stop with him. He will dominate you no. into the next generation. <laughs> he takes everything personally. He, he, he's, he His seed now is, is fucking with Scottie Pippen. He, he, I, I bet yeah, Michael Jordan... Is, I bet Michael Jordan is secretly th- so fucking thrilled about this. And uh, oh, I would love, love Scottie Pippen to just sit down with someone and, and tell me his feelings about oh, yeah. this situation. Like this is horrible. Imagine like the the Thanksgiving dinner uh, if they were ever gonna meet up the families. Uh, you know if there's any kind of Bulls reunion that happens now, this is gonna be uh, talked about. Like 
This is weird. Like, <laughs> this I, is I swear so to God, weird. Like, I, I wouldn't bring it up because, like, obviously, there's a bit of an age gap difference there as well. Uh, you know, a, just a, a number, one. just a number. But uh, that's what they say. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's just icky to me, man. This is just <laughs> it, like it's a weird crossover. Uh, like, I mean, I'm surprised that you don't see more things like this happen. Yeah. But I mean, Larissa well, Delonte West. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, Larissa Pippen's not afraid to, uh, you know, uh, dip her toes in the, the free agency pool. Didn't uh, she do say, shit with so. Future? Was that her? Yeah, that's the, I've just fucked your bitch in some Gucci <laughs> fl- That's a, He said that was about Larissa, Larissa yeah. Pippen, because apparently uh, uh, Scotty <laughs> snubbed, snubbed Future for an autograph when he was a kid, so he had to oh, get, get, get his back. Wow. That's the, that's the backstory of that. The beef is real, but, uh, I mean, Jordan, ultimately, like, I don't even know how to really talk about this kind of stuff because this is like a TMZ story, really. But like, <laughs> it's just fucked up. It's just fucking weird. I'm telling you, Matt. <laughs> just mark my words. My son, Savannah. Can you hear? My son's coming for Savannah in uh, in 20 years. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah, when you I don't guys... think that would work out, man. <laughs> guys... I don't think that would work out. I'm not gonna lie even, to you. Even saying it, I'm, I'm not gonna be like Scotty, man. I'll I'll get the I'll get the gun, man. I'll strap up. I'm not letting that happen, Matt. It would be at... I'll, I'll be dead and gone before that ever happens. <laughs> oh God, no! It's really, really weird. It's uh, all jokes aside. It's uh, it's pretty weird. I mean, it's not again. It's not weird because of the age gap. Like it's she's 48 and he's what is he 31? Like that's that's fine. There's weirder shit going on in the world. Yeah, it could be worse with that. But it's just like. It's actually crazy though. Like maybe the you know the most successful duo of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what's going on. Uh, I never would have yeah. thought. Uh, never would have thought. <laughs> uh, hey, who knows? Maybe these kids are really in love. Uh, you know, we we want to wish uh, Marcus and Larissa the best uh, and all the happiness that uh, could possibly. Like imagine, this, uh, imagine if it could be legit. This is this would be like you know. Correct me if I'm thinking about this wrong or not making the right uh, comparison, but it would be like. <laughs> If Brawny got with Gabrielle Union in uh, 20 years, Dwayne Wade's... Yeah, that, that would essentially be the same. I think that would be the imagine, same. Imagine, imagine. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, uh, this is weird. This is weird. Uh, I w- I w- I, yeah. But, again, I would love to see MJ's reaction. He's probably got a cigar in that mm. weird uh, Florida mansion he filmed uh, The Last Dance in. And Scotty's yeah. got another book coming out. He's writing it right now. I, I yeah I would just want to get that I want to have though I want to see those two have the conversation <laughs> because this, this is like like Joe, MJ's got to have some responsibility over this. Yeah. There's got to be he's gonna have some say in it. I, I mean I don't know how detached Scotty is from his, uh, his his marriage or whatever whatever. But like it's uh it it's a weird situation. But get out of that big dog ball talk if you guys think Marcus <laughs> and uh, Larissa are for real. <laughs> if you think this is uh, destiny oh, is a, a match made in heaven. Because uh, it could be, who knows? Maybe and Alex, Alex, just happiness. for the record, my son's coming for Maddie in twenty years too. My son's gonna oh. go in for both of you guys. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, okay. I'm calling it uh, out. Keep it in. Keep it in. Uh, I'm a menace. Yeah, you better. You yeah, actually you better, blur it. If, you better. <laughs> I feel yeah, bad. Blur it, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm completely joking. No, I know I didn't. Uh, but we, uh, yeah. If you if you guys don't want Jordan, no, I'm being crude. After your uh, your your spouse, uh, follow us at Big Dog. <laughs> it's gonna Ball happen to me and, now. Uh, That's just my luck. You. Somehow it's gonna happen to me. Your own son. No, will no, go after your, no. Uh, that that would be problematic. <laughs> okay, let's... we're talking about problematic marriages. <laughs> Let's end the podcast. Uh, it's Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Fleagle, Big Dog Ball. Oh God. As my good friend Jordan always says. Alex, blur whatever you feel. If I'm gonna get canceled, <laughs> whatever you you know, make the call and blur it, please. I, it's it's too early for me. Uh, but. Uh, had a good run. Go Canada, go Matt. By the time we uh, are on the, uh, the the air on on Monday, the World Cup will have started, uh, and I got a good feeling about Canada, Matt. We, we don't have the respect yet, but we can score the fuck out of that ball, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna advance to the group stage. I'm calling it right now, or or the knockout round, whatever it is. We're gonna do it. Yep. We gotta we gotta beat Croatia. That's the goal. Yep. Belgium, no fucking nope, chance. No way. Uh, so that Croatia game, that's gonna be the Morocco. Whole, we're coming whole, whole for you too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they should be. Uh, yeah, they should be done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, it's uh, been Big Dog Ball Talk about <laughs> yeah. Acord and Jordan Flegel. Yeah, we're out of here. Larissa Pippen and uh, Marcus Jordan. Uh, Enjoy your know. weekend.